Hello. Welcome back in. Good to have you on. Um, this is the hilarious, very hilarious podcast that um, is just so hilarious that you won't even be able to com- comprehend it. <laughs> it's just so funny that you cannot even, you won't even be able to think. It's just like, whatever is being said is just going to be so incomprehend incomprehensibly funny and then like um it'll be smart too it'll be smart too and it'll be funny um you know one thing that's pretty funny actually about uh one thing that is not funny about making podcasts is that you don't ever get to quit <laughs> Keep it going. Keep that numbers. Keep those numbers going. That's one thing that they just like never really talk about on Joe Rogan is that like, well, we got to keep these numbers going, right? This is one of the numbers for the episode. Isn't it hilarious? Like, it's not that it's not that funny. Or it's like not even that good of a conversation. I am a podcaster. I'm the same thing as somebody who has two or three, I guess. I mean, what are you, two or three people talking? I guess, of course, I'm the same as that. I, I don't know. I'm in this, I'm in the same category. You're not even in the same league. Stop saying that, haters that I don't have. Stop it. I guess it's just kind of like fun to talk, but like you really have to, I mean, I, as a person, I really would like to consider not doing this, um, not doing it or or doing it at all like maybe nah maybe cut it out okay cut that's a wrap after uh, all this that i've said whatever um nope done now i'm just saying like it's actually not it's not necessarily funny to continue to make a podcast like is this that interesting to me i i don't know that podcasting is that interesting Is that like, is this really an area of interest to me? That's a question I have to ask in my own life. It's a question that, it's a question that Joe Rogan should ask really. Or it's like, I feel like that's kind of what people hate a podcaster for. Is that like, what's so, what's so interesting about recording yourself talking? Like, is that an area of interest? And so like, why is it, why am I doing it? Or why does it happen? That's the real question. And, um... It's really kind of like, it's stupid to do it, but it's just like a little less, or it's like kind of the same amount of stupid to not do it. So like just barely, just barely, it's not stupid enough to me that I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. It is just like, it's just barely not stupid enough that it's feasible, like people do that. It's just like, um, well, it's kind of like a loophole almost. Like, I have this loophole going on in, in my life. It happens behind closed doors. <laughs> but it's not, like, it's not like people don't know about it. Like, I don't need to act like it's a secret. It just kind of feels like one or something, to be honest with you. And so uh, it's it's a wrap. That's, that's it. I don't like the way it... it I don't know that I like this as continued, like, continually to keep happening um that's what's really not interesting about it it's really not funny about it it's the same thing as having a dog like i find that it is really this dog is very uninteresting seeing as that i will keep having to have him like it's actually the joke is that i keep having the dog right that's not the way that it's supposed to be it's like the joke is that i keep having a dog that should be the joke. It should be funny. Like, obviously, at some point, okay, now you get rid of it. Because this is kind of like a this is like a show or something. Having a dog. Um, literally. And I'm not saying, well, I guess you're not a person that likes dogs. I guess that's what people, that's what people who really are on the side of dogs say. Or they try to pigeonhole them into, you're a cat person. When it's really like... Maybe, what if it's just, uh, are, like, are people allowed to be against the entire 
culture. I guess they're not because then they're a cat person. But it feels like it feels to me like having a show in your house or something, or like it's not like having a pet is maybe something that you should keep a secret. Like it seems more like a joke that I continue that this keeps happening, and that is what is not funny about it to me. That's like and and honestly, the same thing about a, making a podcast. It's not very funny that I have to keep doing this over and over again. That's not funny, or it's not fun. It's like being in prison. That's... And so, like, I think the time has come for me. And then people are like, you're having a crisis. What if this is, like, the happiest I've ever been is the day that I stop doing this podcast and give away that dog to somebody else? Yay. You can't do that because that's irresponsible. <laughs> it's irresponsible to give away a dog that you've owned for three years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, whatever. It's just a loophole. Like, you definitely can. It's not like there's... The government isn't going to come after me. The White House isn't going to come in. They're not going to send the SWAT or whatever it is. The SWAT team. Or the CIFBA, they're not going to send the, they're not going to send any one of their three-lettered organizations out to get me. Just because I gave away a dog after three owning it for three years, no. But that's kind of funny how there aren't any laws against that. But it's like, you really shouldn't. You really shouldn't, as required of you by the dog people who have litigious presence. They have legal presence in the world, literally. You have to watch out for them. Watch out for the dog people. They have a lot of resources, a lot of power, and they use dogs, really, to get it in some senses. They use dogs, well, in every sense, actually. Let's, let's go there. Let's be very real about it. The dog people use dogs for legal tender or whatever it is as a front. I'm just trying to figure it out. Honestly, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy on the inside. I'm like a journalist. I'm like a journalist. I bought a dog. This is like a, I'm breaking it down. This is an inside report. This is like when Sean Penn went and interviewed um, whoever, the Mexican drug lord. El Chapo. I can't remember if it's like El Chapo is the one because there is an episode in Documentary Now where they made fun of El Chapo and I don't know like they the name they gave to him was like El Chingon, I think. El Chapo is the real one as far as I know. This is like that when Sean Penn interviewed. It's like um cutting to the core like I I've been doing this inside report like I'm a double agent really. Like I've been posing as Somebody who likes dogs, just so that I could expose this information for you, the awaiting public that needed it most. And I'm so, I'm just so glad to express this. I'm overjoyed to reveal this. It's great that there can be a dialogue about it, and this is just um, revealed for many people that having a dog is like a theater. It would appear, as far as I know, I, I've been very close to the situation. I've had a dog for. Mm. I've had a dog for, uh, it doesn't matter, so don't ask me that question. It doesn't matter. It's just been this horribly long time where, like, I had one at some point. It's like, why do I need to pinpoint when this started? What The problem is that it's not ending. Having a dog, I could, like, I could say a similar thing. It's not that I don't like the podcast. I do like it. Um, it's just like there's maybe a time when I liked it more, and maybe it's like doesn't it doesn't interest me to do it forever, especially not in this format. Um, but like, what am I complaining to you about? It's just kind of one of those things that happens. It's just kind of one of those things that happens. It's one of, I put it under one of those things that happens clause. It's just, it's just, well, it's just one of those things that happens as it turns out, as it, I guess it, as well, it just so happens that it's possible when you consider that it's just 
Well, but did you look at the it's just one of those things that happens clause? Oh, that's right. I guess you can do it. I guess this is acceptable. Because otherwise I would have to, I mean, if it weren't for that clause, otherwise I would really have to like go within myself. I'd really have to do some soul, soul searching if it weren't for that clause. I mean, I'd really, then I'd just be left to my own feelings. I'd have to deal with all this on my own. So, um, not that that's the way that it is now or anything. That's like, it's actually not that much further from the real truth of the matter. So it's like, um... No, and I, I do love to have a viewing audience, and I am proud of the viewing audience. I'm proud of my audience. I'm proud of people who listen to me. I That's probably my favorite part of it, honestly, is that people would listen to it, and uh, it's just that, like, it's funny when you consider, like, um, Theo Vaughn or any of them, like, they're kind of stuck in this predicament for our pleasure where they have to keep counting the numbers. They have to keep producing it. They have to keep uh, making the content. I mean, I guess that's what they love or whatever. I mean, I guess that's what, that's just part of who they are. They're just money-making geniuses. Those people that make money, um, wow, they just keep doing it. I mean, they're just part of who they are. Like, I just doubt that uh, most of those people, it's probably not, not like a main interest, but I guess that's not a reason to not do it. So it's just like, whatever. Um, so, but literally, but then also that extends to this loophole area where I, that I fall under where it's like, oh wait, but also you can also just do it um, as a single person as long as we're just recording a conversation or whatever, since that's the guise under which it's acceptable to do that. Because it's just like, before podcasting, we didn't have a guise that it was acceptable to just record yourself in your house. We're like, oh, the it's an emerging genre in entertainment. Podcasting. So you can do it now. Like, oh, oh, okay, now you can do it. Thank God. We've been looking, it's, it's really just like, it's a bunch of egotistical men, including myself, where like, we've been looking for a way that we could tell people that it's okay to record ourselves and then just share it with the world. And for that, like, thank God, now there is this emerging, it's one of the f preeminent genres of art is podcasting. <laughs> It's really just kind of like artistic to talk about yourself in any realm or any respect or any regard. And um, <clears throat> artsy guy, that's what's that's the problem that I have is just not being able to be on the fence about it. Like, um, who who's to say I'm committed to this podcast? Is it is it my face on it for eighty seven times in a row? Maybe, maybe. Who's to say I'm committed to it, though? Who's to say? I mean, like, who's to say? Why don't I just drop it tomorrow? Goodbye. But, like, maybe I just, um, is, like, currency is a, uh, not that excitable a topic. It's really, like, getting excited about cryptocurrency is a similar thing. Like, it's like you have to be about it or something when who's going to be about that um <laughs> who's going to be about bitcoin but like i guess you really don't have to be about it and that's the whole appeal is like you can do it secretly you can you can have bitcoin secretly it's called secret bitcoin it's called um and that's what it's called you haven't heard about secret bitcoin but it's like that sounds I'm just um I'm just making something <laughs> just making something up, but why don't I start a cryptocurrency that's called Secret Bitcoin? But it's kinda like Mad and Shane's secret podcast. You know Shane Gillis has a podcast he puts secret in the title. Secret is kind of a word that you can use to it's just like really has a lot of utility. It's the same thing as currency. It's kind of a word that has a lot of utility, like currency is sort of like relevance. You can sort of hide behind it. Uh, obviously, you can hide behind secrecy pretty well, but it's just like, it's just a good move 
to name your podcast the secret that because oh intriguing marketing wise the entire thing is a marketing scheme anyway like this is a marketing scheme me talking to you right now i'm propagandizing my own celebrity or persona that does not exist unless this camera is rolling you know and um it's just that like elizabeth holmes why are we going to say that what she did was nothing? That's not true. We got some entertainment out. We got some laughs out of it. Got some laughs out of Elizabeth Holmes. Um, we got some laughs out of her. I mean, maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe I'm making fun of podcasting. I didn't even know it until right now. Hmm. I guess I'm really good at... I guess I'm really good at um things, so... Unfortunately, I'm just very good at things. If that was the case, I didn't know until this moment that my entire podcast was just making fun of podcasts. And then I realized that while I was recording, then I just am meant to be on camera, folks. Then I'm just meant to be on camera. Did it, nailed it. Irrefutable. And it's on camera, too. But it's like uh, on camera for yourself. It's like taking a selfie for like if you don't have a big enough audience on camera for you on camera for who on camera for you that's who <laughs> i'm on camera for you that's the question who's who's asking like stop asking i know you wanted more or or whatever it's like actually nobody asked but um Actually, nobody asked, but, and, so it's just that, like, um, what does it mean to be, uh, good on camera? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blushing, I'm blushing, I'm embarrassing myself with my own designations of myself. Oh, it's so embarrassing to think about that when I said that I was good on camera, I can't believe that I'm, what's really wild is that I'm just going to upload this entire thing unedited, and uh, there you go, internet, but it's just like, this is a complete accident that this is happening in this, this moment, or it's like, it's, um, I mean, it wasn't as if I lined it up for me to do this at this moment or anything, and so it's like, I had to start talking a certain way at the point that it was recorded. I'm just very good at, um, well, that brings me to my next point, which is, um, that brings me to my next point is that you got to stay on top of it. You know, you got to stay on it. But people tell me like, Hey, how do you keep talking for an hour? How do you, how do you talk for an hour in a row? I don't really know why people bring that up. But, um, it's just like, I, I don't know. How do you talk for an hour in a row? How do you? Uh, uh, uh. Like, I'm supposed to concern myself with that? It's what's, like, that's the whole point. Do you talk for an hour in a row or not? I'm watching the U.S. Open. The whole point is, like, oh, are they good at golf? Can they make the birdie? Can they make it? Some of them literally... Some of them literally can't make a birdie, even though they've arrived at this point in their lives. Like, I know it's the U.S. Open, and the U.S. Open is harder to make birdies, and that's kind of that's kind of the point, though. <laughs> it's like, it's still a green. Why do people freak out about the U.S. Open so much? It's still a green, just like any other hole, really. I mean, I know that the entire thing surrounding it, like, it, the conditions are more difficult or something. The conditions are more difficult. Maybe just the people, the crowd, and the way that they get involved in it, the crowd makes it more difficult. Like the conditions at hand, the climate. The climate is pretty difficult. Like if the crowd was against you and you were a golfer, that's that's the thing is like they really don't speak to whatever the crowd influences. Like when they're golfing, they just have to be stoic and ignore it. Or like... um like some and some golfers handle it by being um some golfers handle it by being smiley like uh like smiles 
Smiles McSmith, as we know, everybody knows about him. It's just like not very popular for me to go into particular golfers. And so now I'm going into like a niche of my own world, even though this wasn't like, like obviously the entire thing is just my whole, the entire thing is just like, obviously this is what's happening in my world. But, um, so it's like, it's okay to talk about particular golfers, I guess, when I consider it objectively, like, if you really want to appeal to a mainstream group of people, it's okay to delve into these minutia of the Scotty Schefflers and um, whoever the fuck else is. Morikawa is, Morikawa is minus two. I can't believe that he rose from the dead. Um, he had a terrible day yesterday. It's just that like the U S open in case you don't know is the golf tournament that is supposed to be harder than any of the rest of them because it's, it's a major, it's one of the four major championships. It's one of the four major ones. So like, it's really only important to win these four. It's one of the four, but it's the one that it's known for. It's like the conditions are really difficult. It's hard to be under par. Like the winner should be minus one as opposed to minus 10. That is what's important about the U.S. Open. The winner should be like minus one or minus two or or minus three, for example. Um, <clears throat> that's what the winner should be. That's what the winner is. Uh, hopefully, I mean, if you're hopefully you got to minus three at the U.S. Open, like that's pretty good, first of all, and just like merit, merit. Let me distribute merit to the people worthy of merit. Anybody who got in that position where they're worthy of merit it's just like talking about meritorious people is so fucking boring how am i supposed to bore myself with thinking about people who are worthy of merit might as well just put the bullet in my head now talk about people who deserve to be there well you know what's really great is the accomplishment of just arriving Huh. like obviously of course like it would be dumb to talk about that but that's all that broadcasters of a golf tournament do for four hours in a row like we don't need golf broadcasters get rid of them goodbye golf broadcasters because uh we need you to condescend for five hours in a row to patronize five hours in a row that's all that you're doing like oh look he did hit it there he hit it Oh, wow. He hit it. And the crowd goes wild. Basically, that's all that they do. The crowd goes wild. Look at the reaction. Look at the... F Look at the grass here. It's so green. But it's just kind of like the U.S. Open... Why, why can some of them not make a birdie? Even when... Like, I know it's the U.S. Open... But the greens there are like other greens in major golf, like the British Open, they're comparable. Like, uh, and sometimes it, there's nothing, I'm just saying like, it, even though it's a U.S. Open though, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a problem making a birdie. Like you're, you're on the world's greatest stage. The problem is that it gets shown who can't make a birdie or who can. That's what's so great about the U.S. Open. Props to the U.S. Open. Uh, positive. This isn't a. This is a negative thing. Like, oh, maybe I'll uncover something horrible. No, I uncovered something great. Actually, I uncovered something magnificent, which is that. Um, here it is. Which is that the U.S. Open reveals who is a good golfer or who isn't. I guess that's the point of like any. That's that's what they look for in any major golf setting or scenario, like every, every tournament, every golf course wants it to be that. But, um, I mean, they, the U S open has a number of courses. They don't play it at the same course every time I should make that distinction or, uh, recognize that publicly. Um, but it's just that like, that's the U S open as a moving entity that imposes itself superimposes its name over different golf golf courses it imposes that standard and it does it beautifully because as it turns out on a sunday whatever on this on a sunday when it matters most for these people that have devoted their entire lives to this could you imagine liking golf and it's it, the thing is that they don't they don't necessarily like golf that much probably 
Like I know that I know that it's what they're doing literally every day, but it's just kind of like you have to have a hustle. And so a lot of these people are just kind of like, here we go. I am the golfer, but it's like, <laughs> are you going to be the golfer? Do you have what it takes? Like, are you really a golfer? That's kind of the question. It's like, are you really part? Are you really committed to that identity? Are you committed to that? Be it, be the golfer if you really think so. But it's like you, it's difficult in the US Opens to make birdies. It's difficult in any contended golf, like at this level, like it's hard to be a good golfer, definitely. And that's the question that the US Open asks very, uh, not trivially, but kind of in your face. But it's like, with every putt, these people are like, even though I've done this my entire life, I don't even know if I'm a golfer yet. And they're trying to, they're still trying to prove that they are one. It's funny. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I'm just like over the moon about it. Like, why am I so ecstatic about it or something? They're living their entire life trying to be a golfer. They don't even know that they are one yet. Or like, it's really at the point that, but you get something like the U.S. Open and on Sunday at the U.S. Open, the best golfers uh, quote unquote, allegedly the best golfers in the world. A lot of them can't even make a birdie when they've been they've been gearing their entire lives to make make a birdie. They've been trying to make a birdie. They've been specializing in making a birdie for their entire lives. They can't make a birdie. <clears throat> On and that's what the U.S. Open reveals. And also, it's not easy to make them in general. The U.S. Open finds out that truth. It exposes it at a national stage and it's just it's a national celebration of embarrassment every single year for all of the all of these losers that are exposed to, to not be good at golf to be bad golfers actually because most of them lose it's kind of like uh the US Open is kind of a celebration really of the people who thought they were good at golf but didn't do it and now, um, and then it's revealed on a national stage. But I guess that's the whole point. It's like, it's difficult to go into that realm. It's difficult. Those are the stakes. You do risk embarrassment. You do risk. But don't tell me that that isn't at stake is another thing that I'm pointing out or just saying, bringing into focus. Like, this isn't all, this is, it's not lost on me that, um, it's not lost on me. Something that I'm trying to say is that, like, don't forget about the, when golfers walk around, like there's no embarrassment in the way that they're doing it or that there's no joke. It's the same with like walking a dog. Why well, I walk a dog every day and I have to act like that's not a joke, but that that's a real thing that I'm doing. But it's kind of like, um, the golfers that don't win the tournament, they're exposed to just be like the guy just walking around. Do you see what I'm saying? But it like, even when they're a winner or a loser, like it's okay to be friendly with the cameras or acknowledge that the crowd is all just watching you, but no, nobody ever does. It's kind of like you have to have, you have to go into the theater of being a big leaguer at the point that you make it to the big leagues. If you're a, in baseball, for example, baseball in particular is a different thing than golf for big leagues big leagues talk um <clears throat> because you know you just have to allow me to consider maybe i don't want to do this because does it interest me um does it interest me and is that and now that will be interesting for you does it interest me and now that will be interesting for you to listen to does it interest me to do this to make a podcast and now that is interesting for you and so it does. I think it is interesting to me, to me, to you, to anybody. Interesting is kind of a difficult thing to um, uphold. You don't want to try to do that. You don't want to have to live up to that expectation. Yeah, expectations expectations for themselves like if i was to title this podcast episode interesting i really don't like to have to live up to something like that no matter what no matter what but the golfers walking around like 
they have to act like they don't care about having to live up to being the best at golf all the time. That's what's so shocking. And all of it is on camera. Them, well, them like, well, we're a, I'm a serious golfer. And like, as if nobody is watching you. <laughs> that's every golfer ever. You're acting like, oh, so I guess nobody's watching you. But that's just the, that's just what comes with the territory. Or at least that's what people think. It's just a superstitious practice. But you know what? The practice of involving the crowd, then that just evolves golf to an even higher stardom than it could could have never even fathomed before. Like maybe maybe golf has so much potential you consider um, opening up golf to like, oh, it's just an unfolding... Um, you know what? I don't feel like giving an exact word to something always because when you give an exact word, then that's just kind of like theater or then you're being vulnerable probably, or it's like give an exact judgment of what you're saying. I don't want to appear vulnerable, but that's not the problem. Some people might think that their problem is not being vulnerable. Is that ever a problem? Not being vulnerable? <laughs> why do you why would somebody make that a problem let me go into the world where my invulnerability is now other people's problem like i'm saying going to therapy because you're not vulnerable enough <sighs> like i don't want to hear about your invulnerability by like don't tell me about that later on you know I don't want to hear the story of somebody who was invulnerable. It's kind of like, I don't want to hear the story of somebody who cried at watching a movie because they were vulnerable all of a sudden. I don't want to hear the story of anybody's vulnerability or invulnerability, really. It's like the story of it. Because, um, well, it's just like, well, do you have problems being vulnerable? Uh, or I'm just, and it doesn't have to be vulnerable. I'm just saying like openness. No, it's really not about openness or vulnerability. It's just like, that's not actually a problem if you just walk around and keep going. I mean, it's like vulnerability, man, of whatever. There is like manifests itself. And of course, of course, it is a problem for people. To not be vulnerable or to make it that it's just it's a little bit like sobriety i guess is what i'm saying it's like i'm not i have a hard time caring about somebody else's story or their journey into sobriety it's a little bit like vul vulnerability is the same thing like i have problems if you want to make it about vulnerability specifically then you do have those problems um and but otherwise then you don't that's what i'm saying it's like uh be don't be contagious to that <laughs> and then all of a sudden voila voila then what do you know then you're then you're cured of your problems with invulnerability all of a sudden but i mean i guess it doesn't work that way like obviously i'm talking about things that are like serious subjects that people have real experience like lifetime experiences of being sober or not um obviously um but like being a sober is an entire thing where people are, I'm just, I would just like to take a moment as long as I'm just like criticizing things to criticize the world of people who are sober for the sake of themselves because they became a sober person. Wow. Is that supposed to be a story for the rest of us? Is that supposed to be an accomplishment? I also was not an alcoholic Am I but it's like obviously people do that just for the camaraderie of your AA group. It's like it's not about the story after. It's not. It's not about what it looks like to everybody outside. Yeah, sure. People who go to AA meetings. It's not for a story for other people to see it. Yeah, that group of people that gets really drunk. The people who can't hold their liquor like drink a lot. That's the group of people that is not concerned about a story being made of them afterward or people hearing about it outside. So, like, 
it's really just the bar. It's just the AA meeting is just the bar. It's just a drunken lifestyle f continued for when you're older. Like when you're in your 40s, you get to retire into an AA identity. You're like, this is the camaraderie of these same people that love to make stories out of our drunkenness, you know. And it's and what I'm pointing out is that it's not really a story for the rest of us who have been sober the whole time or anything. That you are sober for 20 years. Okay, great. So was I. So was... It's not a story, but it's like the people who like to make a story about their drunkenness are definitely, they are concerned about you hearing about them not drinking. They are concerned about that because they're the same people that are concerned about you knowing how drunk they are. So it's like, don't, don't tell me that it's just because they're friends with each other in, in there in the AA meeting. So like now I'm just getting pissed at AA people. But it's fine. It doesn't doesn't matter to get pissed at it. Obviously, there's you could you could say that it's a problem. Like uh, I I get pissed at things, and we need to work that out. Or anger management, anger anger management needs to get worked out. There's just like a lot of shit that needs to get worked out in this in this society and in this country. And it's, but it, uh, like that, I really am gonna have to take a moment to make sure to work out for you that what I'm saying makes sense. When uh, whoever it was, you know, when the talking heads made that thing where they were like, stop making sense. I think that they had it right. It's like, you don't need to make any sense actually. But um, because nothing makes sense. For example, me walking a dog every day and then uh, this is this is normal. When it's like everybody, and for some reason, the surrounding culture, the surrounding society is like, you keep walking the dog, um, you, that is, that's normal. <laughs> that's reality. That's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. But it's the same way that if you look at dog TikToks, all of the comments on it are people saying like, people commanding the dog owner to do something where they're like, oh, he needs a friend, or like, what are you not doing with this dog? With uh, where, but I mean, that's literally what you get yourself involved in with the dog culture. At the point that you're getting a dog, you are involving yourself with this world of like, you need to keep pleasing a dog, because what? Why do you keep having him around? Besides to make sure that he's still alive, because it's really just kind of a joke. Like, it's not, it, the the thing is that I should, when am I going to get rid of him? That's what I'm saying. And it's, it's just like not, it's really not funny. That's what I'm saying. It's really not funny that I have, and that's what I'm saying. Hey, but could you please take a moment to think about what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that it is really not funny that I have to keep taking care of a dog. Like, that's not funny. It's not interesting. It is especially not interesting that for the next 15 years or whatever it is, I will keep doing this same thing every day. It is the opposite of interesting. Look, a dog. And everyone's like, wow, a dog. Is it just a joke that the surrounding society is playing on people who have them or something? Because there's like, if you, if there's a popular uh, TikTok dog, if there's a popular dog TikTok, all of the comments are like, oh, he needs a friend or, oh, give him what he wants. Give him, give him a treat right away or some shit like that. That's all the top comments is like commanding the dog owner to do something. But it's kind of like that's, I guess that's maybe what results. I guess that's just what results from critics, people criticizing you in the comments. Uh, critically speaking, that's what results is that you might be subject to the same kinds of behaviors that you're trying to instill in your dog, right? Like you're kind of getting into that whole culture of being a good boy yourself, probably. I mean, if you're just involving yourself in the same theater of doing it over and over again, I don't, I don't get it. I'll tell you that I don't really get having a dog, but I'm an insider I'm the, I'm on the inside. I'm your guy on the inside. I've been posing as a guy who likes dogs for years. The people people around me. I've been going to the dog park. I moved to a place. 
you know, but it's like, I guess this is real life. I moved to a place that has a dog park for my dog. You know, it's real life. And now, now I'm just a guy who um, takes a dog out or, or whatever. And then that's what people expect you to be, you know? Like, well, you are the guy that does that. When it's like, I'm so much more because I'm recording this weird podcast in my house. <laughs> that's what's that's what's different. <laughs> or just a number of other things, just like a number of other problems that are that are but it's like that's just one thing that is an example of like why I really don't I can't take the theater or the routine of doing this every day it doesn't make any sense but it's like this shouldn't make sense for anybody but people are like well it does make sense because that's just what's expected out of all of us it's because people want to be a good boy and that's why they have that's why they have dogs I guess I'm just trying to figure it out honestly and so I'm sorry if this comes across as anger towards people who have them, have dogs. I'm just trying to figure it out. Because it seems to me as if the entire thing is a farce. But this is just the perspective of somebody who doesn't, shouldn't have a dog. That's all that I'm saying. So I don't know why I got myself in this confounding situation where I got one. It's almost like I wanted to be like everybody else, you know. So it's like I'm I'm paying the penalty for like I do I do reserve that right. It's kind of like a guise to be like everybody else or guys to be more common is to have a dog. So it's like or to be stupid, to look stupid, to look dumb or, or maybe everybody knows that it looks dumb. But it's like I don't I don't I don't like the continued joke of that I'm lugging this dog around that's pretty much always a joke the joke is that it's just like would you watch a movie that lasted for 14 years <laughs> of course not you'd be like I have other things to concern myself with now because this thing, like, this really has pretty limited entertainment value. It's considering how specific it is. This one world. Like, it's one dog. Why don't I get a fucking giraffe? Why don't I get a fucking ferret? Oh, that's interesting. Then It's just because lots of people don't have, look at ferret videos. And there is not a culture, or, there's not a brand. Ferrets have no brand. And so that's why I can't get a ferret. But if they did have a brand, it would be the same thing as dogs. Potentially. But it's just like dogs have that star quality. That's the thing. Dogs are like memorable. They have that star quality. But it's just kind of like a... It's actually kind of a repulsive quality, if you ask me. Like a quality that makes you surface, just be, just gives you visibility to the masses, just because the masses are stupid. You know? It's kind of repulsive, that, like, easy popularity. The easy popularity of dogs. So then... But it's just like... It's not... I... I really don't think it's a fight between dogs and cats. I think it's more of a fight between dogs and the rest of the universe. Let's let's go there. Let's let's be real about this. Well, I guess you're just a cat person if you don't. Well, it's not like everybody in the world involves yourself involves himself in this reality. Um everybody it's not like everybody is so concerned that they uh love cats all of a sudden when they don't like what you like that would be weird you know that would be weird if like somebody doesn't like what you like and then all of a sudden <laughs> like it's just that group of dog people they're able to make it so that um I don't feel like coming up with a clever analogy right now. I don't feel like putting in the work because I'm kind of a quitter. I'm kind of lazy. Honestly, like even in this moment. No, well, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I I have dysfunctions in my, in my brain. It's just like uh, ADD. <laughs> I dis dysfunction, but it's not... Um, you know, and it is it is a lifestyle, and it is like that all the time. It isn't who I am, but 
I'm not going to let it be who I am. As if that's ever been the problem for anybody uh, who has ADD. I'm not going to let it be who I am. I'm not going to let the haters say that that's who I am. <laughs> Nobody's ever been like, that guy is ADD. That's his entire thing. We got him. Nobody's ever been, nobody's ever had that problem, really. Like, that's not a problem. That's just a thing. That's just like uh, not being able to focus on something for a, a long time. That's just putting a word to a thing. Like, you, like, I'm just saying culture doesn't need to make it so that this is disorder. These people who have it over here. Disorder culture. Disorders. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm acting like I'm talking to somebody, but, or whatever it is, whatever it is that makes it problematic in my own head. I would just think, uh, I mean, whatever, whatever way that I want to make it a problem that it's not okay to s deliver it because it must sound like this. It, like you can come up with any, you can come up with so many reasons, you know, to not talk to somebody or to not do something, not go out. They're really like, like if you want to blame somebody, you know, like, why didn't they hang out with me? Why didn't they go out? Uh, it's really like, it's never the case. It would be difficult to blame them for whatever. Because they probably came up with one of infinite reasons that was really specific to them. That was really stupid because there's just so many reasons to not go, not go out or really just like, let's, let's go to sleep. It's just go to sleep culture. Give it a rest. All right. Maybe like you should really get some sleep. <laughs> That's what's so fucked up about culture today. It's like, well, it's actually important. The only thing we can agree on is that it's good to sleep. That's what's fucked up about this culture. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. Stop going to sleep, motherfuckers. Stay awake, you dumb bitches. <laughs> It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Just like, um, yeah. You know, it's kind of weird, like, that I have to, um, like, I, I do have to envision myself on camera. Like, and I do look at the time to make sure that it's recording because don't put it past me. I would do this for this long and not even notice that it hadn't recorded. So it's a good, it's a good thing that, and then, um cut into whatever point I was going to make, but it's just like motherfuckers are, but the point I was about to make is just like, it's kind of weird that I have, I have conceptualized from people around me or TV stars or celebrities, like derivatives of that is what creates facial expressions that I have to have for being on camera because it is a world of being on camera. But I mean, no, when you think about it, never mind. doesn't matter. Like, it's okay to be natural all the time. It's not necessarily the case that things I'm saying are derivatives of what other people are saying. Or like, what if I, what if I was just, um, and like facial expressions I have, people that I know that have influenced me. Obviously, like some of it is, some of it is that, but it's like, I guess you could express it as that. Um, or maybe I just, it's just something I'm feeling insecure about in this moment. That's all that I'm saying to you. What if I look like uh, these? What if I look like other things? Other? What if I look like this person and then somebody can make fun of me for being that, you know? What if I did this and then, and then they could write me off because I looked like this? And then, oh, but what, as I look at myself, because I am like videotaping myself. It's so like, uh, as I look at myself in this camera for for real i do look at this for me for real and being i am being recorded and then i see my own facial expressions and i'm like what if your facial expressions are derivatives of people that you know and um are derivatives of people that you know or celebrities or, and then like it's easy it's easy obvious pattern and then people get to say that your entire venture is discredited as a result of um, that it looked for a moment that you looked like this other guy. That's what's running through my head. 
Just... People, people are lame. People are shitty, I think. They want to go to sleep. Apparently. But it's just like the culture is actually kind of sleep-oriented right now. That's the problem. And what comes along with that is just the assertion that sleep is good for you. It's like, it's good for you. Maybe it, like, it might give you longer life. It might give you longer life or whatever it is. That everlasting, like, it's probably good for being safe, you know? It's But that's just like, do you want to be safe or do you want to be adventurous? It's, that's always, it's just like one of the two. It's the fight between, and there's really like 50% of the people think you should be safe. 50% think that you should be, um adventurous at least the way that that's the way it works in the west it is at least that at least half the people want to be adventurous in the west and then i'm talking about the western hemisphere um i mean that's the way that it has to be but it's that's that comes through in the in liberal versus conservative that's what i'm saying and it's like more liberal and maybe it's just because when a liberal is president or something i it makes me wonder makes me wonder Makes me wonder why the culture is so sleepy and um, with the liberals and the liberals really like the title. I mean, everybody likes the title. Everybody likes to be titularly the title thing at the time because then they can prove. That's what's so shitty about the dumb, shitty world we live in is because it's all just legality. Well, we got you because the narrative is now this because look at who's... Look, it's the red... Red face, it's Trump. So we won for when it is him. And but now and now that it's Biden now that it's Biden, the world thinks it's but everyone's like, you need to go to sleep. It's like if you like liberals or something, if you like being liberal, you should go to sleep, I think. If you want to be a conservative, stay awake. Because, like, yeah, it's great for you to go to sleep, all the benefits. It's like, it. I mean, that's that would be the same thing as, I guess, people who are smoking cigarettes all the time. Then it, try to tell them to go to sleep or something. Like, why would it not be, why would it not be that? It is, it is a little bit like that when you consider it. It's like the people who are not sleeping a lot, then they're kind of making this choice that's like similar to uh, smoking cigarettes a lot. But like, if if that really is the case, if all the studies are true, because it's all the studies, right? Doesn't everybody say sleeping is great? But it's kind of funny when, when it gets revealed that we know something. We do actually know something, which is that sleeping is good in the world. Humans figured out hmm sleeping but it's just kind of like i'd say that it reveals like what's interesting about uh that anyway what's so great about staying alive like it's kind of like when a statistic actually does say something for real like in the future you need to sleep a lot because in the future if you don't sleep you're gonna die or it's the same with cigarettes um, it, I feel like it points out that, uh, here's what, here's what, I feel like it points out that you're, what, who cares about being alive or, or whatever, like, it's great to live in the moment, it's probably the point that I'm making. Um, I feel like it reveals that, um, here's, here's what it reveals. The cigarettes, it's just that. It's really just one of those kinds of worlds where it's like you can go into smoking cigarettes. Of course, you know it's going to kill you or something. That's all I'm saying. You could be somebody who doesn't sleep, I guess, is one of the things that's not going to kill you. But really, when you think about it, who cares about sleeping anyway? As long as the as long as long the world is just transpiring, it kind of really makes you want to write off the entire world of statistics entirely or that you're making statistics for what's gonna what do we certainly know will cause you longer life into the future you can kind of ignore all of that if you just look at um 
what's happening and right in front of your face. But like, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's something to like, I'm an advocate for living in the moment. It's really like, it's not something that you should be an advocate for. Like, it's not like I'm a kind of person. It shouldn't be that I'm a kind of person that doesn't like dogs or like I'm a cat person because I see it as that the entire thing is just a parade, a facade of like rituals. It's just a, it's just a thing. It's just a parade of rituals. Like when Rose on the Titanic is like, I saw my life played out in front of me as just endless parties and, and whatever it is that she's going to go with unless she kills herself. Like, people need to kill themselves, but figuratively, okay. I will make the distinction. I correct myself right in this moment, so don't pin that on me. In case it gets back to me, um, I'm saying that, like, figuratively in the moment. <laughs> figuratively, it's just, like, end, the th end who you are as the thing. Like, I need to kill myself as a dog owner and then be something else because I see that it makes me unhappy or whatever. Like, people need to kill themselves, but also... Maybe allow that into your vernacular at least a little bit so that you could you could make changes in your life or like obviously it sounds very drastic, but um, I think that what we see in the prevailing winds is that a lot of people are using this word kill yourself is becoming more popular. It's becoming popular, but it's really like it's a good thing to say to die is what you are currently so that you can ch change and then be something better so that you don't have to be stuck in the constant rules of doing something like owning a dog if you don't like it um just i am a why why did the u.s open stop why did the u.s open stop i was watching it it should not be too much to ask for the tv to keep playing for an hour in a row right why did it stop playing and then people are like, it's never the computer's problem. Like when I was in college, they were like, you can't ask the computer. Like I took a computer class and they're like, it's always your fault. It's not the computer's fault because the computer doesn't know. But then like, why does shit like this happen? Where a TV is it's supposed to keep playing, right? But then it just shut off after, uh, for no reason. That's what TVs are supposed to stay on if they do anything at all, right? I would have thought. I guess maybe the computer is wrong sometimes. But it's like, if it's the thing that does, you know. I don't know what I'm trying to correct for. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back at people that told me some piece of information. Like, hey, they really should have told me back then, like, don't take it personally that I'm about to say this to you, but it's the comp it's your fault. But like, that's the thing. That's the thing is that it's very personal at the point that you're like, it's definitely your fault. And so that's why I don't get into computer coding because I don't want to admit that I have faults. So who, who needs to go into the world of coding? Because then you're always worse than the computer, probably, you know? You're always worse than the computer. If But, like, if I went down that route, then that's the world that you enter into. It's like, well, I'm, I'm subservient to the computer, and, well, it's always my fault. That's the approach you have to take if you want to be successful in that field. You actually have to have that mindset. Like, it's my fault. Ugh. Oh, no. Never. It's not my fault. It is anything but my fault, or, or whatever it is. But why did it fucking stop playing? I was watching the US Open, it's making me happy. And, um, whatever. I could circle it back and make a point, but, um, thanks. Well, actually, here's what, here's what I'll keep doing. I'll keep talking until it's a full hour, because that does bother me a little bit. Um, if it's not a full hour, that does bother me a little bit. If it's not, you know, and so, um, you know, it's just like a really nice day outside. 
It's a nice day and people love the weather. But why wouldn't I just keep talking all the time no matter what anyway? Why wouldn't you keep recording yourself? And so that's why people do record themselves. And so like this is, I mean, this is part of the conundrum. I'm not going to say that I'm completely like apart from it or I'm, it's not lost on me. You know, the same with the golfer, like walking around in public arenas, they they have to act like it's completely, we're separate from the people all watching us. It's not lost on me, but I mean, I guess it's just a little more interesting to do it than to not or something. Okay. Goodbye now.